Uh, my name is Mark Ligori. I'm the Professor Emeritus of Sociology and Social Work at UAB. Um, I was at UAB for 30 years before my retirement. Uh, I was also the first chair of the Comprehensive Faculty Senate at UAB that started in uh, 1996. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's Memories, we're embracing democracy and discussing difficult issues in the most American way possible. And no, that's not arguing on social media. It's in the Senate. UAB's Faculty Senate works very similarly to the way the United States one does, or is supposed to, anyway. Each department elects members to represent them on important issues facing the university, and then they meet to deliberate and vote on them. You've actually met a few of the senators already, like Norman Bolas from Nuclear Medicine, Carrie Madden-Lunsford from English, and Philip Musa from the Business School. As UAB has grown and evolved, the Faculty Senate has become a crucial part of connecting the different priorities and personalities from the various parts of campus. But there was a time when it didn't exist to nearly the same extent as it does now. And it's in that era that our story begins. UAB was still a very young university, and according to former sociology professor Mark Ligori, it was a very different scene compared to now. I started in 1980. Uh, at that point, the university was pretty much a baby, and um, it was a fun time. It was refreshing. That really made for a much more fun uh, way of doing my sociology, and uh, I loved it. As much fun as it was, though, the UAB from back then, according to Dr. Ligori, was a school divided. There were essentially two separate campuses here. There was a health affairs campus, which was quite mature and um, really internationally famous already, and something called the University College, which is what I was attached to, that had the more traditional um, majors uh, in them in the more traditional departments. Um, the problem with that was that we didn't talk very much to one another, and so the the benefits of a full community of scholars was, was not present. The more established health affairs side of campus was, understandably, more organized and better resourced than the younger undergraduate campus. And the link between them was pretty tenuous, which to Dr. Ligori seemed like a waste of UAB's considerable potential. And he had a solution in mind to try and help fix that. I felt very strongly that... Um, we should start a, a, a new kind of uh, governance program at, at UAB, one that would take advantage of all the, the different activities that were going on so that when the administrators made decisions, they heard the full voice of all the faculty, not just the faculty in the strong, on the stronger side of campus in health affairs. I liken this situation to a primitive brain with two developed sides but no corpus callosum between them. Dr. Ligori is a retired sociology professor and chair. So for those of us that don't study human behavior for a living, I think it's worth unpacking that brain analogy. The corpus callosum is a structure in the middle of the brain that connects its right and left hemispheres. The right brain covers thought about science, math, and logic. The left side controls creativity, 
and the corpus callosum is the link between them. So basically what he's saying there is that without a strong faculty senate to unite the two sides of the campus, UAB would have been operating at about the brain level of a platypus. And platypuses are fine, but Dr. Liguori believed that with his faculty senate idea, UAB could make good on the promise that it showed. My argument was that we, if we were going to be the great comprehensive university that we could be, uh, that we needed a, a, a comprehensive faculty senate as well to uh, oversee governance, to communicate effectively with administrators and to one another. So armed with that idea, Dr. Ligoy ran for the Senate that already existed, but with a very important caveat. I was elected to the old Senate, which was uh, a, a collection of senators from the university college side. And my, I ran on the idea that we would close that Senate. So I was elected to close the old Senate and work on uh, the possibility of developing a full comprehensive Senate. If you'll remember from our episode from a few months ago about program origins, it takes a lot of help from up top to make a big idea happen. And Dr. Liguori's ambitious faculty Senate would be no different. But thankfully, his timing couldn't have been better on that front. It was a nice time to do that because we were uh, we were just in the process of having a new uh, university president, Claude Bennett at the time. I went to church with him. I could talk to him and uh, after church and, and share with him some of my ideas. He gave me encouragement during that time, and I began to walk around to all the um, the colleges or schools on the uh, health affairs side, talk to the deans first, get permission to talk to their faculty about this idea that I had. Dr. Ligori began the process of trying to rally support for his new revitalized faculty senate. The president was on board, and there was mostly positive feedback from his fellow faculty members, but it still took a long time to really get the wheels turning. A year later, Dr. Ligori was appointed as the chair of the faculty constitutional committee where they hammered out the structure for their new governing body. Then it was put to a vote. And to Dr. Ligori's profound excitement, both the new constitution and the new faculty senate passed with flying colors. And when elections were held, Dr. Ligori was appropriately elected as the first chair of the governing body that he helped create. So, now that his idea had been realized, it was time to actually get to work. And in a time where many things and many major universities were up in the air, it became pretty clear that this new senate was going to have a lot of work to do. The Chronicle of Higher Education was pushing for reform in, the univer in universities all over the country. It was clear that universities were changing, funding sources were changing, and a lot of things were up in the air. Things like tenure, uh, issues about how to fund uh, schools, issues about how to measure success. Uh, and so the time was right to have a Senate where we could have direct faculty input into these tough administrative decisions. And very early on, the new Senate got a big test. The state cut back funding for the university, which meant that faculty salaries would be frozen. But when that actually happened, something didn't seem quite right to the senators. 
we thought it was all over the faculty, but we discovered with our new governance system that some schools were still getting raises and uh, there weren't freezes. And so our first confrontation with administration came on that issue of faculty salaries, something dear to the hearts of every faculty member. Um, and it, it, it was contentious at times, but it was also a situation where I felt that our president at the time really listened to the faculty and had a way of, of, of doing that. Those discussions led to a new era of transparency for the university. And like a lot of other universities around the country, faculty salaries at UAB were now public knowledge. That was a big win for the members of the Senate. And as Dr. Liguori told us, there were more pivotal moments to come. Things um, were very exciting in those first couple of years, and we were invited to make decisions that uh, we had never been able to make before, decisions about uh, vice presidents, decisions about actually a new new president of the university after uh, Dr. Bennett left uh, as well. So exciting times. Um, there in terms of the Senate and also great times in terms of the kinds of uh, relationships we developed with the other side of the campus. Dr. Liguori became the chair of the sociology department during his time at UAB and retired in 2010. But among all of his academic accomplishments, for him, the creation of the faculty senate ranks right there at the top. I've done a, a good amount of research on, on a variety of topics, and homelessness is one that I'm particularly proud of. But I think of all the accomplishments at the university that uh, our faculties have made, this is the one I'm proudest of. I couldn't have done it without a whole host of, of other characters. So don't think, you know, I'm the one knight in shining armor here. But um, but it, it was a privilege to be involved with. We don't get to see much of the inner workings of universities. For people like me who recently graduated, we mostly just show up to class, do our work, and then go about our lives like it all goes away when we're not there. To use a line from Hamilton, we don't get to see what goes on in the room where it happens, or even pay much mind to it. But it does happen, and thanks to people like Dr. Liguori, UAB is a better place to be and work because of it. The UAB Faculty Senate has helped turn UAB into the comprehensive and more importantly cohesive university that it is today. And it all came about because a few people thought it might be a good idea. UAB used to be two completely independent campuses with different priorities and goals. But through a little initiative and a lot of discussion, the Faculty Senate became its corpus callosum. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's memories are about bridging the gap. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB memory.